Welcome to Intro to Adulting, our mother-daughter podcast where we discuss all things adulting. I'm Serena. And I'm Cecilia. And today we're going to talk about anxiety because I've seen a lot of anxiety-related symptoms working in the school district. Mm -hmm. And I think you said that you've seen it a lot at your job too. Yeah, it's that time of year. So new school year, new teachers, mm -hmm. sometimes a new school, sometimes students are, are brand new to the school. Yeah. So they're going to have a lot of anxiety. So that's what we decided to talk about because we both work in education. Mm -hmm. I work as a school counselor and Serena is a health assistant. Yeah. And you guys are getting a lot of kids in your I office, know. right? It's busy. It's so busy, but I love my job and I love working with the kids, my RN, and it's, I do not have any regrets. Like I actually for once love this job. You like getting up and looking forward to going to work? I do. I Aww. love it. It makes a big difference mm -hmm. when you go to a job that you enjoy. No, it really does. Aww, but so how was your week? Tell me. It's, I live with you, but I feel like sometimes I don't ever really get to talk to you. I know, because you're so busy. Um, I spent the entire week working on our website, so apparently it's very important if you have a podcast. I didn't think it was important, but I belong to a bunch of um, podcast Facebook groups, mm -hmm. and so it's important to have to have a website. Um, it helps with Google searches and it helps with, I guess, something called SEO, which I'm not really familiar with. So I thought, well, you know what, let's go ahead and we'll build a website. So we have a website now. It's the same as our email. So it's www.introtoadultingpod.com. It looks good. Yeah, it's cute. We have our episodes on there. Um, we have a blog, which, um, it's going to be a transcript of the episodes, which mm -hmm. are a pain in the ass to transcribe. And I notice that I say, um, a lot and literally a lot. And Serena's every other word is like, I know it's so, like a filler for me. I know. And so I told her, I said, I did not realize how often we have these filler words until you actually go in and it's. Well, so I have this program where it'll transcribe it for you. So it puts it all on paper, mm -hmm. but then you have to go in and edit it and it'll be easier if we don't talk over each other. Yeah. <laughs> and if we can clean up our verbiage. So I'm going to try not to say so, um, literally. <laughs> and, and you're going to try. I'm going to say like, I we're say gonna, like a lot. She does say like a lot. So we're going to try. So that's what I spent the week on. And how was your week? Anything new? I know that you're loving, loving your job. I do love my job. The Monday through Friday isn't bad at all. I actually don't mind it. I get off mm -hmm. at 2.30 and then I still go, have time to go to the gym, mm -hmm. um, go home and just relax. And then That's the nice. weekends I look forward to now, like hanging out with my friends and stuff. I like it a lot, yeah. It makes a difference when you work somewhere where you enjoy working. It's been making more time to hang out with my friends and um, just being... Well, because now you have a set schedule. Yeah, so I, I kind of know, like, what my week looks like and then wherever I can fit other things in with, like, friends mm. and family and stuff like that. We went out last night with our whole family to a little bar called... Um, a little dive bar. It was fun. Su not Superior. Uh, Santan, Santan Valley. Santan Valley, yeah. So that was a lot of fun. My cousin's in from out of town from Nevada, so I always nice like to see her. her. It was nice to see her. Yeah, she is amazing. Super fun. Super fun to hang out with. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. But lot of fun. I even went out. So. Oh yeah, you had a blast. I know it was fun. I was actually looking forward to it. Sometimes I she get wanted these... to do karaoke really bad. Oh, I wanted to do karaoke. I told her I'll go up there with her. I was like, I'll go up there with you. 
I don't know if I'll sing, but I'll stand up there with you. I don't think the crowd was quite right because they were singing a lot of country songs mm -hmm. and I wanted to sing like some Roberta Flack, <laughs> like killing me softly. And just an FYI, I'm a horrible singer, but I think that's what makes it fun. And I will only do karaoke if other singers are totally horrible. Yeah. Then you don't feel so bad. Yeah. If they're up there like belting out like, you know, Shania Twain and stuff, I don't want to go up there and belt out Roberta Flack sounding the way I do. Yeah. <laughs> But you were feeling it. You were really motivated to go up there. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah, last night was fun. It was a good time. We thought we would go ahead and talk about anxiety mm -hmm. because Serena wasn't really my anxious child, but I do have another. My son is kind of an anxious child. I have always been. I really didn't think that I was anxious until I had you guys mm -hmm. um, and until I got older. So there are two things that I probably am the most anxious about. Flying mm -hmm. is one and public speaking. Mm -hmm. So when I first started teaching and not teaching, but when I first started um, being a high school counselor, yeah. I had to get up and we do present, you know, presentations um, in front of parents or admin or staff. And every time I would knew, I mean, if I knew that I had to get up and speak in front of my peers, yeah. I would get physically sick. Like I'd have to like stomach, stomach issues. I'd have to go. The, I no, would have okay. to go like an hour before, like probably all day before the, the event, event. Yeah. Just because I would work myself up mm -hmm. with just being anxious. Um, How'd you get over it? Because you did it like a speaking thing not too long ago, like a couple months ago. I got over it just by doing it more. The more I did it, the less it stressed. Exposure, desensitizing myself to it. So now it doesn't even bother me. I can get up and speak in front of a group of people, peers, doesn't matter. I, I used to not want people to look at me. I used to not want people to, you know, I was just, I was anxious when I was growing up. I don't, I didn't even call it anxious. I was just very shy. You were just an introvert. You were very yeah. shy, but you're really not now, but no. you were very introverted. Mm -hmm. Anxiety though, I don't know. I had social anxiety. When I would go out yeah. and I had a hard time making friends without alcohol. And mm -hmm. so I would use alcohol, but then I took that break, you know, mm -hmm. I, I think it was like eight months. I took yeah, a break. We did. Um, we started in January with dry January. We went to like, it was a while. May, mm -hmm. June, maybe, uh, probably the end of the beginning of July. So it wasn't maybe. that long, like five, six months. That's like a good detox, but I did. I had a hard time going out at like a bar and just making friends and like talking and being myself without being like so anxious. And I would just get nervous about what to say to people, meeting new people. So I tend to be like more quiet and reserved until I had like a drink or two, but that's usually most people that will experience that. But then once I took that five months and I learned how to be able to socialize without it and mm -hmm. get over that anxiety. And cause I would be full on sober at a bar when there were so many drunk people around me and I had to learn like, you know, how to engage with people when they were yeah. extremely drunk. And I also had, a, I was very aware of my surroundings. So that kind of made me like kind of have to ground myself, you know, not absorb a bunch of all of the things around me. So yeah. I got better with it. The more you expose yourself to it, the more you're going to be desensitized and the more comfortable you're going to be. So it's like that with public speaking now. It doesn't bother me. And also, so if I know I have to fly, mm -hmm. then I will spend how many ever months, like when we went on the cruise, yeah. I knew I had to fly to Seattle. That was the longest flight probably. No, we went to North Carolina a long time ago. But if I know I'm going to fly, I will watch the planes in the sky because we live near an airport. 
So I will watch the planes. I'm mm -hmm. like, see, they're up in the sky. They're not falling. Yeah. I'll watch, um, I'll go online and I will look at flight patterns. So you know how you can look at the flight maps you and you can see that to prepare yourself for a well, flight. Well, it's just, it's just reassuring myself. It's exposing myself to yeah. how many flights? There's like hundreds of yeah. hundreds of flights. It's supposed to be safer than driving. It than is driver. safer. And I know it's safer. It's a control thing. I want to be, I, you know what? Maybe if they let me sit up front in the cockpit. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> then I would be like, okay, I can see where we're going. Yeah. But I think it's like, don't hit that cloud. Don't hit that cloud. It's just like, even in the car, I don't like being in the back seat. Mm -mm. I don't like being in the passenger seat. I want to drive. Yeah. I want to drive it's because I know I'm in control. <laughs> yes. So desensitizing yourself, mm -hmm. doing more of it. Yeah. It's going to help. And I, I think with me watching the planes and looking at the flights and yeah. seeing how many flights out there and you know, they're all landing and taking off safely. Mm -hmm. Um, then I think that it helps. also um, comes to listening to your kids too when they express symptoms of anxiety. Oh. Because the only reason why I say that is because we get a lot of kids that come into the office. My stomach hurt. Like, yeah. when did this start happening? 30 minutes ago or an hour ago. And they're like, I'm like, anything else? Like, no, I'm just, I just don't feel good. Like, my stomach hurts. I'm like, okay. Like, have you a lot. My RN is usually the one that asks more of the questions, but I listen to how she talks about it. Well, when did this start happening? Have you ever experienced anxiety? Do you want to go speak to the mindfulness counselor? Um, and I just, because at first I was just like, oh, like these, they're just trying to get out of class. But then when she actually talks to them, they really do. They don't know. Yeah. People, well, kids that age, they're so young. They're like 14, 15 year old kids. Anxiety. They don't know what that feeling is. No. You know? Yeah. Well, and anxiety can express itself in headaches. Mm -hmm. A lot of stomach aches. Yeah, so nausea. A lot of stomach aches. Nausea, diarrhea, yeah. cramping. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a multitude of symptoms. Yeah, of things. Yes. And so you have to, if your child is waking up, and that's why, like with your brother, when he was younger, he would have, my stomach hurts. I'm like. You're trying to find like the deeper root of what's Yes. What's and I think, on. I think it was important to share your own experiences so then they can see that it's relatable and it's relatable can... and it's survivable. Yeah. So I think, did I, I, do, I don't okay. know if I did that with you, if I did that with your brother. I wasn't that anxious. I was just shy, but, um, I mean, I feel like I was always pretty, I, when I started getting older, like I started being able to dress like, okay, like I need a second, like I need, I'm yeah. aware, more aware of stuff that triggers me or if you just take a step back or yeah. stuff well, like and that. You, and you have to be open to it. You can't, you can't poo poo their feelings. You can't be like, Oh God, get over it. Cause back in my day, nobody talked about it. You just sucked it well, up yeah, that's and why you have did these it. adults that are yes. full on out in the world that don't know how to process their feelings, emotions, you know, <laughs> and they express it in a, so many different ways because they never learned how to process that. They're just constantly an anxious person. And then it carries on into relationships. I don't know if it was you or your brother or somebody else that I shared my experience with a bully. And they were like, really? You were bullied? And I'm like, yes. And I survived. I think it was your brother. Yeah. I, think so I was like, you know what? Your dad had bullies. I had a couple of bullies yeah. and I had a bad bully. And you know, yes, I didn't really deal with it at the time because whatever, but I survived it yeah. and this is how I survived it. And I think if you have a relatable story, so if your child is having anxiety with going to school or a bully or a new environment, I think sharing an experience yeah. as a parent or mm -hmm. maybe have a sibling share an that's experience. That's how you bond. That's helpful That's a too. kind of way of bonding and letting them know that you like you see them in a way. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I feel like. It's important. It's important just to talk to them. Talk to them. Listen to them. Listen Most to of them, them. don't be, be judging. Yeah. And 
find out what the triggers are. Mm-hmm. My triggers are always, I, I don't even know if I like the word triggers, but just know what kind of sets them off. Yeah. And it's important for a kid also. I know, like I was at Goodwill today. I was mm-hmm. thrifting and I started getting a headache. It was just a lot of people. It was loud. There was somebody with a baby that was crying. And I was fine when I first got there. Yeah. But halfway through, I started I started to get, it must have been a tension headache because it started like at the back of my neck and wrapped its way around like my, my eyes, like my eyes felt tight. Is that oh, a tension yeah. headache? Probably. And Maybe I was, a migraine, like an oncoming migraine. I think it was just stress. Yeah. And I'm like, I need to get out of here. I just need to get out of here. So um, as soon as I left, I was in my car and it was gone. So, so I think if yeah. you can help your child or yourself identify those stressors, how you know it's going to become, you're starting to get anxious, mm-hmm. then you can stop it in its tracks. If something stresses me out, I'll usually get a headache. Mm-hmm. I usually deep breathe. I, I break into like a sweat. Really? Like I'll get like a, like a sweat when that, I'm stressed. Yeah. When I'm I stressed. usually just focus on my breathing or I take a step out. No, I mean, but how do you know you're getting stressed? Um, how do you know you're starting to get anxious? If I start feeling my heart starts to feel a lot of pressure like I feel like oh, you feel pressure in your, I feel in your like chest my chest my chest will feel kind of heavy like I'm just kind of like someone's pushing on it like See, and it, I've never experienced that and it's not bad like it's not really like oh my god like I'm out of breath it's just like I'm just like I start to feel it and then I start to kind of just it almost feels like I'm just getting squeezed a little bit and then I'll like kind of like I'm like okay like you're fine it's like reassuring myself and then I'll take some breaths I'm like okay mm-hmm. take some breaths like you're fine and it's like literally I'm just calming myself down I'm like you're fine you're fine you're fine and then I'll sometimes if I'm with like a group of friends I'll go excuse myself and go to the bathroom and I'll just you know just like wash my hands and like kind of just fix myself up and I'm like okay like you're good and then I'll come back see I've never experienced the chest mm-hmm. um, pressure I get mine either I break out in a cold sweat yeah. or I get a headache or my stomach will start to cramp that's how I know I'm getting anxious yeah. or stressed that comes in so many different ways I know so it's so. it's different for everybody I was gonna say when you said that you will tell yourself it's okay it's okay yeah anxiety is like a physical a physical response to you know different stressors mm-hmm. in your environment but I heard somebody once tell a child anxiety is just like a feeling it's a feeling. It can't hurt you. Yeah. You know, it's a feeling. Yeah. So if you can identify it as a feeling like you do mm-hmm. and then walk to the bathroom, because I'll do that. I'll have to leave. Like yeah. today, it, the, it was just too hot. It was too loud. There was too many people. And I started to feel like this tension go up to my my neck and then around my head. And as soon as I left, it was fine. Yeah. It's just being aware of when it comes on and being aware of the feeling and be like, okay, like, and then figuring out what works for you mm-hmm. and how you can kind of ease yourself. Because if you allow yourself to be anxious, you're going to be one of those people that are constantly anxious, just a naturally anxious person. That's fine. You can be an anxious person, but having living that way your whole life, yeah, you have to learn how to deal with it and how to, you know, control it and kind of just how to calm yourself down. You and know? obviously this is without, you know, if it's really bad, medication's fine. Yeah. And, you know, a doctor saying a psychologist or psychiatrist exactly but this is just basic anxiety mm-hmm. without or not doctors or anything but i tell you when i went on zoloft mm-hmm. that was a lifesaver and i'm not on it anymore yeah. but in that period of my life when i became a parent i don't know how everybody dealt with me but medication is fine i yeah. zoloft was a lifesaver because it helped with your yes. anxiety too probably and right the, it did well it did. It did 110%. And for the longest time, I didn't want to take it because I didn't want to be on any... I knew I needed it. I knew I needed it because mm-hmm. I was just freaking crazy. Were you crazy. told that you needed it and you kind of didn't... You still didn't want to? 
I knew I needed it because of my reactions and I knew I needed it because it was affecting like our relation, like my relationship with your dad and quick to react and just about stupid stuff and things that would bother me that shouldn't bother me. Mm -hmm. And so I, I knew for like years that I probably should have taken something or go to the doctor, but I didn't want to because I was scared that it was going to be like zombie feeling, yeah. but it, it's not. And Cause it's, that's what people make it seem to be like it numbs you, but it doesn't. No. It was like, well, people who need it, you know, it helps them balance yes, out. Yes. You know? It was the best way to describe it. I didn't have any side. It didn't make me tired. It didn't make me numb. It just made it so it didn't, things didn't bother me as much as they did. It was, yeah. I could have a normal response. Mm-hmm. It like takes the edge off without yeah. feeling like you're drugged. For me, Zoloft was amazing. My, um, a girl that I know just got on it too. Oh, so, I and she says, it. well, I remember she came to, I don't want to get on medication because, cause I was telling her I got on Vyvanse for my ADHD mm-hmm. and she's like, well, I think I need to get on something too. Um, she was just going, I think depression and something else, but she was like, I feel like if I get on medication that I'm just, it's going to change me. And I don't want to be that person that needs medication to function every day. I'm like, I was like, I told her, I was like, just because you need something to like help you. I was like, that's not a bad thing. And I was like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't make you a different person. If it's going to help you, then take it. I was like, Mm -hmm. no one's going to think anything else of it. No one's going to judge you. And it's nobody's business. She doesn't have to tell anybody. Yeah, exactly. But she got on it and she's been on it for a while and she says she loves it. She loves her so much. I am telling you, I was so high strung, A-type, control freak. I was bad and I would have these unnatural reactions to little things that were just not not that big of a deal yeah and I'm telling you yeah if, just go see your doctor yes if you're experiencing anxiety just go see a go mental see your doctor mental health in general is just so important because we're so I think it's becoming a lot more with this generation around like get in tune with your feelings you know go do mental stuff that like help bring clarity and, okay. and all the mental affirmation. Like their mental health is, is amazing how much it's progressed and the, how much more it is aware. There's a lot more stuff that we can do, I think, um, to, you know, bring more attention to it. But I think it is getting better, you know? Yes. And if you're, and it you helps know, if you talk about it, like if parents talk yeah. about it to their kids, you know? And as a, as a, when I was at the high school, cause I'm not at the high school anymore, but when I was at the high school, we'd get a lot of kids that were anxious and they don't necessarily need to be medicated. Um, but you would have some parents that were like, not my child. I'm not putting on medication and that's okay. You don't have to, but then I think you need to at least the other avenues to help them, um, deal with their anxiety. Like I would, I don't know if I did this with you, but when you're sometimes when you're anxious, your heart starts to race. Does yours do that? Mm -hmm. So your heart starts to race and, and if you take, so have them jog in place for a couple, just a couple of seconds, like 15 seconds jog in place. And then while their heart is racing, have them also take a couple of two or three deep, slow breaths. And at the same time, have them feel their pulse because you can literally feel the heart rate start to slow down. Mm. And so when you're anxious and your heart is racing, mm-hmm. when you're not running or anything, if the, if you can teach your child to just deep breathe, yeah. You know, take some deep breaths because that's something they can do in class. Mm-hmm. You can do it at work when you're at your desk. Mm-hmm. You can do it when you're in the store. Nobody's going to see you doing that. Just slow, deep yeah. breaths. 
-hmm. because that's the easiest thing you can teach your child to do is to take deep. So I've taught you and your brother to just take deep breaths. I used to have this thing and I used to use it for cramps. It was the weirdest thing, but I used to have this thing where, do you remember the peanut butter commercial where it shows a, a, a piece of bread and it's um, the chunky peanut butter. Yeah. And they take a butter knife and then they go, but we have creamy or smooth peanut butter. And they would take a knife and they would run it over the peanut butter and it would switch from crunchy to smooth. It was the weirdest thing. And so when I used to have cramps, I would do that in my head. I would visualize smoothing over that peanut butter with a knife and it would really help take the cramps away huh. pick something anything that will help um like a visualization like a visualization um they have a thing like five things that you can see yeah four things that you can hear in the shower that's supposed to be good yeah you know you stand in the shower just imagine mm -hmm. everything like from the day like i'll imagine everything washing off of me that's like down one. the drain like just get it all off Whatever I'm feeling, just let it I've flow never done off that, of me. But that's a good one. That's the one that I like the most. Yeah, that I've heard of the most. So just, I think it's important for parents to recognize that the symptoms that their kids are having, especially if they're complaining of stomach aches, yeah. headaches, mm -hmm. I don't want to eat, I'm nauseous, mm -hmm. and it was happening more than, you know, once or twice a week. There's something going on either yeah. at school. Maybe no, there's they kids go. that come in that three times or two times during the week, you're answering this, is there anything going on at home? Or is this yeah. like, is this the usual typical thing that they do? We recommend going to get checked out by the doctor. Do you, um, do you guys refer them to their counselors? Sometimes to to we like to send them to the mindfulness room. If we notice that something's going on more than mm -hmm. once, um, like, do you want someone to talk to about this? Do you want to speak to your counselor? Sometimes they'll say yes. Sometimes they'll say no. But, um, yeah, cause just talking about it too is very helpful. Yeah. The whole thing with anxiety is most people have it. Like everyone has it. Everyone That's has a true. form of it. And if you know how to like what it is, then mm -hmm. it's a little bit easier to address that and help yourself. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys took something away from this episode. We like to keep them typically short and sweet. So hopefully you guys enjoyed it and if you guys did enjoy it you guys can review our podcast give us five stars um, we're also on apple or wherever you listen to the podcast you guys can also email us at intro to adulting pod at gmail.com and also go check out our website yes i'm excited about the website a lot of effort into it so go check it I out <laughs> it's really cute so but have a great rest of your day and yes. we will see you next week thank you bye